Welcome to Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate, an informative and engaging hour discussing everything you need to know about the world of real estate in Adelaide and around the country. Your host, Ron Fiedler, will provide you with insight and guidance from real estate experts on how to buy, sell, finance and invest in real estate and much more. Now sit back and relax with your host for Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate, Ron Fiedler. Hello and welcome to this week's Talking Real Estate with Ron and Karen Fiedler. Let's find out what we have in store for you for this week's show. In real estate news this week, find out about the eight-year-old boy who snapped up an investment property at auction in Sydney. Plus, celebrity chef Pete Evans is selling his Sydney home and how Australians have changed their lifestyle to save money during the pandemic. We'll find out about last week's auction results and in our Italian property report, Idealista has found the best places to live in Italy and the top tips for renting an apartment in Italy, plus Idealista's Italian property of the week. In our weekly interview this week, we get tips about preparing your home for sale and we'll head over to Port Adelaide for our suburb flyover. We will see what properties we inspected and what Karen's open home of the week is in our open home and upcoming auctions. So now let's bring you the show. All information provided on Talking Real Estate has been obtained from sources we believe to be accurate and correct at time of broadcasting. However, we cannot guarantee the information accuracy and we accept no liability for any errors or omissions. Interested parties should make their own inquiries and obtain their own legal advice. Yahoo Finance is reporting on the eight-year-old boy who snapped up an investment property at auction in southwest Sydney. A number of eager Sydney property buyers were outbidded at auction over the weekend by an eight-year-old boy. On Saturday, youngster Michael Hamden purchased not just one, but five one-bedroom studios in Sydney's southwestern suburb of Greenacre for just under $1 million. Beating out competition from six other bidders, the eight-year-old purchased the five properties for $970,000 to the astonishment of the auction crowd. I've never seen anything like it said Hardcourt Greenacre's selling agent Mark Salem. All the other bidders were a bit shocked. Hamden placed the opening bid and even entered the auction with a strategy to slow bidding down, reported realestate.com.au. As he wasn't old enough to directly buy the property due to his age, his property developer father made the purchase on his behalf. He was enjoying playing Monopoly with the bids, the father said. We made it a fun experience. He wanted his son to be involved in purchasing the property so he could learn about the Sydney property market sooner rather than later, the father added. I'm trying to teach him everything I know. I used to get very uncomfortable bidding at auction. I know what it is like. I hope this will build up his confidence. The father plans on redeveloping and then renting out the properties with his son's involvement every step of the way, such as picking out the fixtures and fittings. The property market is difficult to get into, said Hamden Senior. I want to train my son up. We saw this as a good investment. 
Domain.com.au is reporting that Pete Evans is putting his Sydney home on the market with a $3.2 million price guide. Celebrity chef Pete Evans, also known as Paleo Pete, is bidding farewell to Sydney's eastern suburbs, putting his near-new Marbar property on the market just months after offloading his former home across the street. The former My Kitchen Rules judge and wife, Nicola Robinson, a former model-turned-wellness advisor, listed their five-bedroom Austin Street property on Tuesday. The two-storey home sits on a corner block and offers a chef-designed kitchen with a butler pantry, an open-plan living area with an alfresco entertainment room, a main room with an open ensuite and walk-in wardrobe, three bathrooms and a double garage. Then there are the more distinctive extras one may expect from the man who has been known as Paleo Pete. A wellness studio with an infrared sauna, a heated magnesium lap pool, an ozone spa, indoor-outdoor gymnasium and a skateboard ramp and a trampoline. The two-year-old residence also has Tesla solar panels and a power wall, as well as a fluoride-chlorine-free water, according to the listing. The auction campaign comes just months after Evans and Robinson sold a five-bedroom home across the street for more than $2.76 million, striking an off-market deal in February after two previous attempts to sell the property. Records show that they had purchased the property for $1.44 million in 2013. The following year, they purchased the 588-square-metre block across the street for $1.27 million, later knocking down the three-bedroom red-brick home on site to rebuild their dream family home. After living there for some 18 months, the pair decided it was time to put the home on the market as they're spending more time in northern New South Wales with Evans preparing to open a healing clinic in Byron Bay. Domain.com.au is also reporting hundreds of thousands of Australians have changed the makeup of their households in a bid to save money aim the coronavirus pandemic, a new survey suggests. About 5% of Australians have moved in with friends or family since the pandemic hit or welcomed a family member or friend into their own home, a new survey from Finder released on Tuesday shows. Australia is experiencing not only a pandemic but a recession, so it's no surprise that Aussies are looking to boost their finances, said Graham Cook, Insight Manager at the Comparison website. Some Australians are looking past the pet peeves that may have deterred them from co-living and are moving back home or in with friends. Younger Australians lead the change, with 30% of those in Gen Z and 7% of those in Gen Y moving, compared to just 1% of those in Gen X. Mr Cook said this was to be expected, with young Australians more likely to work in hard-hit industries such as hospitality. He urged more Australians to consider co-living to save, but acknowledges young people could be in a better position to return to the family home or move into a shared house with friends. The survey of 1,000 people concluded in early August also found responses in New South Wales and Victoria were slightly more likely to move than their Queensland counterpart. It could be a long time before life goes back to normal and with the full effects of the economic crisis yet to hit, we need to be looking at ways to recession-proof our finances, Mr Cook said. Households have been consolidating since the early days of the pandemic. 
By April, about one in six Australians had already changed their living arrangements, a St George survey found, with some moving home to their parents, taking on additional housemates, delaying plans to move and even selling up in a small number of cases. And that is what is being reported in Real Estate News for this week. And now on Radio Italia Uno, talking real estate, the weekly snapshot. The week that was in real estate from Adelaide and around the country. CoreLogic is reporting for the week ending the 15th of August 2020. There were 1,042 homes up for auction across the combined capital cities this week, down from 1,150 over the previous week and 1,228 this time last year. Preliminary results show that out of the 810 results collected so far, 64.3% have recorded a successful result, down slightly from last week's preliminary clearance rate of 65.9%, which was was revised down to 58.4% on final numbers. This time last year, the combined capital city recorded a final clearance rate of 73%. In our home state, South Australia, our clearance rate was 60% with a total of 58 auctions, with 58 being reported. Adelaide had 7 properties sold prior to auction, 25 properties sold at auction. No properties sold after auction, with 20 properties passed in and 4 withdrawn from auction. So we had 32 properties cleared by the auction process and 24 uncleared auctions. In other states, the other states reported clearance rates as follows. Brisbane had a clearance rate of 37.8%. Canberra 75.9, Melbourne's clearance rate was 63.6, Perth 30%, Sydney's clearance rate was 67.8%, Tasmania had a 100% clearance rate with one auction reported. In Adelaide, the top house that sold this week was a four-bed, three-bath, two-car property at Gilberton that sold for $1,590,000 and a two-bed, one-bath, two-car garage in Frederick Street, Unley for $460,000. Now you're up to date with this week's Snapshot. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors with the Italian Property Report. Now it's time on Radio Italia Uno to head over to Italy and find out about the Italian property market. This week in the Italian property news, Idealista is reporting the best places to live in Italy. The best places to live in Italy are definitely places to consider when moving abroad as an expat. With over 7,000 kilometres of spectacular coastline, beautiful mountains and charming cities, Italy has something for everyone. Not to mention the fact that it is a sun-lover's paradise. Italy also offers so much more than just a summer holiday and is an increasingly popular destination with expats who want a new life in the sun. With such varied cities and landscapes, there is certainly plenty to choose from. But where are the best places to live in Italy? This question just doesn't have one answer and highly depends on what you're looking for, your lifestyle, if you have kids or not, or even if you want to live close to the sea. If you're thinking about making the move and joining the large expat community already working, retired and studying in Italy in 2020, then take a look at our list of the best places to live in Italy. 
Our criteria for choosing the best places to live in Italy is based on a range of Italian destinations that are recommended by Nomad List. With a Nomad score based on a range of factors such as cost of living, healthcare, weather, safety, family life and other metrics. A list that highlights the best places to live and work remotely in the world. Nomad's list of the best places to live in Italy is topped by Pisa, with a great quality of life and more employment opportunities than other areas. The cheapest city on the list is Bari, came in second place and also takes the title of one of Italy's safest places to live. Padua, a great alternative for those who want to live close to Venice and close to the coast, came in third, followed by Genoa, perfect for those who want to live by the sea. The list is completed by Palamo, Torrento, Florence and Treviso, which are the most family-friendly cities on the list and known for having lots of schools and activities for kids. Keep in mind that the cost of living varies from place to place. Like most expat destinations, seaside and town centre properties tend to be the most expensive. Italy also has a developed healthcare system that is very affordable for EU citizens. Just another reason why Italy is a great expat destination. Wherever you choose, you are sure to enjoy Italy's charm and beauty. So what are you waiting for? It's time to find your dream home in Italy. Italia 1 87.6 Idea Lister is reporting about the top tips for renting an apartment in Italy. Renting property is different everywhere you go, and if you've never rented an apartment in Italy before, then you could be in for some surprises as the process can be quite different to other European countries and also varies from region to region. Whether you're planning on staying in the country for a short time or looking for a long-term rental in Italy, at Idea Lister, they are there to help you with a general guide to renting in Italy for the first time. Many people will have an idyllic Italian apartment image in their head, waking up in the morning and stepping out onto a charming terrace which has pretty views of the town. While this is very possible, we want to give you some tips and things to keep in mind when it comes to renting an apartment in Italy so you don't get any nasty surprises and so that your Italian dream doesn't turn into an Italian disaster. So, how much does renting in Italy cost? Let's begin by talking about prices. This will vary depending on what you're looking for and where you're planning to rent, as well as the number of bedrooms or if you're planning to share a flat. It's highly possible to rent in an Italian city for an average of about €600 per month. But remember, that varies often. You get what you pay for. If a property seems cheap and too good to be true, then it probably probably is. Keep in mind that by searching for a property a little outside the city centre can also make a big difference to the price and that negotiating the price is very common and accepted in Italy. Regarding deposits for rental properties, it is common for Italian landlords to ask for one month's deposit plus the first month's rent. But don't be surprised if you even ask for an additional deposit of two or three months. Keep in mind that if you are using a real estate agency, 
you'll also have to set aside the fees for that. Also, be aware of old buildings, beautiful architecture, colourful buildings, cute metal balconies, the list goes on and on. However, as charming and as beautiful as old Italian buildings are, renting an apartment in an old building can be problematic. Unless they have been renovated, then you're quite likely to find damp, old pipes and plumbing, dodgy electrical, old windows, which may lead to the cold or lots of noise in into these apartments and no lifts. This isn't always the case, but some of these elements are not always obvious when viewing a property. So make sure to do your research and ask the right questions. So furnished or unfurnished? When renting an apartment in Italy, often you'll see apartments advertised as furnished, arredato, and unfurnished, non arredato. The most important point here is that when you see an apartment advertised as unfurnished, this effectively means that it is an empty shell. In many cases, there will be no kitchen, neither appliances nor units. It might not even have a sink and often there will be no light fittings. You're likely to only find the bathroom intact and little else. So you may consider using an agency. When renting property in Italy, you can do so from a private owner or seek the help of a real estate agent. Despite the temptation to save on commission and fees, being assisted by a real estate agent when renting a property in Italy has countless advantages and is not to be underestimated, especially if you're an expat planning to move to Italy and don't speak much Italian. An agent will be able to guide you through the process, help you with the paperwork and do things by the book, something which isn't always the case with private landlords. So what about rental contracts? If you're renting from a private owner in particular, it's very common that they won't offer you a contract, simply just some sort of an agreement where you'll probably be asked to pay in cash. Stay well clear of this. While this type of arrangement is relatively common in Italy, as an expat, it's even more important to have the official rental contract so that you don't run into problems further down the road. Rental contracts are needed to apply for residency and other formalities, so it's best not to cut corners. Regarding utilities, they will be in your name. Paying utilities such as gas, electricity or water is something that again varies across Italy, but in the majority of cases in Italy, utility bills must be in your name and will be sent directly to you. While it is common in other countries to pay these household expenses to the landlord, this is not the case in Italy. In 9 out of 10 cases, you will be responsible for changing the account details and this can take time. So it's a good idea to do it before you move to avoid issues. And be prepared to clean. Finally, when you rent an apartment in Italy, do not expect it to be sparkling clean when you move in. So be prepared to give it a deep clean. This is not always the case, but it's also not uncommon to find apartments that seem like they haven't been cleaned in a long time. With thick layers of dust and dirt, stains on the floor and walls and other horror stories. Along the same lines, a landlord could not reduce your deposit when you leave the apartment in the condition in which it was found. And that is the property news coming out of Italy for this week. Italia 1 87 6. 
This week's Idealist Property of the Week is a modern, elegant villa on the Sardinian coast. The Goffa Aranci multiplicity in the province of Saria, in the Italian region of Sardinia, is home to some of Italy's most beautiful seaside properties. With miles of gorgeous coastline with tranquil waters and golden sands to be enjoyed, this property by the beach is the ideal place to soak up the sun and would make a perfect holiday home. The elegant 200 square metre villa is built on an 800 square metre plot. The exterior is home to a Mediterranean garden with covered and uncovered terrace areas where unbeatable views of the gulf can be enjoyed. The gardens lead directly onto a small beach, which is exclusively for the residents of the area, an added luxury making this property especially unique. The property developed on one level and is characteristic by modern, spacious areas that are filled with natural light. An open-plan living room enjoys the best views and has direct access to the terrace through stunning French doors while also being connected to the modern kitchen and dining area. The villa also has four comfortable bedrooms, two of which are double with access to the garden and two single with bunk beds, as well as four modern bathrooms. This property includes a comfortable annex, which is perfect for guests as it is equipped with an additional bedroom and bathroom. Finishing touches to this elegant villa include two covered parking spaces and a garage, ideal for storing bikes and beach items. These beautiful views could become your new normal as well as trips to the beach at your leisure with this perfectly located villa now for sale on Idealista for €2,300,000 or dollars. What a beautiful place. Imagine going over to Italy right now, buying that beautiful holiday home and just soaking up the sun right on the Italian coastline. Well, if you'd like to have a look at this property, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Talking Real Estate, and you could see this for yourself. Now you're up to date with the Italian property market. We'll be right back after this break with our weekly guest on tips how to prepare your home for sale. Each week on Talking Real Estate, we get the best advice, tips and stories from real estate professionals from right here in Adelaide and around the country. So let's get the inside information and introduce this week's guest. It's only 11 days until the spring-September selling season, and traditionally this is the busiest time of year for the real estate industry. More sellers are putting their properties on the market and more buyers are looking. So if you're one of the thousands of people across Australia that are deciding to put your home on the market this spring, now is the time to prepare your property. We have put a list together of some of the most common things you can do to ensure your home is looking its best and potentially receive thousands more dollars just by putting a little bit of work in before the for for sale sign goes up. Let's hear what some of the agents had to say about preparing your home for sale. 
Hi friends, I'm Anna with DreamSpace Brokers Realty and these are the 10 ways to prepare your home for sale. Number one is to make a plan and create a timeline. Preparing your home to sell can be overwhelming. Understanding when you would like to list your home allows us to assist you in coordinating the tasks that need to be addressed prior to going on the market. We're here to help with these steps and have many resources to help you achieve them. Number two is to declutter your space. Clutter can be distracting to the buyer when they tour your property. You want to make sure anything extra in your kitchen, closets, bedrooms, and living spaces are free from superfluous items which crowd an area. You want to make sure all rooms look as big and spacious as possible, including furniture that is oversized and not necessary. Number three is what we like to call half move. We suggest packing up all of the valuables, heirlooms, seasonal clothing, items that are not utilized on a daily basis, and put them into storage or neatly stacked into your garage. This also makes moving a ton easier, as the little stuff is always the most time consuming. Number four is to depersonalize. The buyers want to view themselves in your home and any personal photos, family walls, and other specific decor that defines you takes away from their vision of living there. It's also a security issue and we would like to anonymize your identity as much as we can for public photos and marketing. Number five is to remove items you intend on taking with you. Removing anything you want to keep before you list the home is ideal. For instance, when you have a fancy chandelier your grandma gave you and you remove it after the buyer's walkthrough, it can be seen as a takeaway. This can muddy the transaction when you negotiate inclusion to the sale, especially if the buyer had their heart set on that particular item. If you remove a fixture, replace it with something that has less sentimental value. Number six is to address flooring and paint. Worn carpet and scratched floors can give a bad first impression. If in the budget, try to address them prior to listing. Bold and loud paint colors or accent walls can alienate a buyer due to their own taste. In a perfect world, fresh neutral paint, new carpet and refinished floors go a long way to present a property beautifully and the expenses recovered with increased profits beyond what you have invested. Number seven is to clean up the yard and add color if possible. Lush green grass and a yard free of debris makes a huge impact. Adding fresh mulch to zero-scaped areas and even colorful flowers can make photos pop and stand out from the competition. Number eight is to check and service systems and perform routine maintenance. It's a good idea to check your roof, clean your furnace and AC, and clean your sewer line to make sure there are no costly problems which will catch you by surprise. Buyers can often overreact to these items and you would like to be in control of the repairs or costs associated with them. Routine caulking maintenance in the bathrooms and wet areas and touching up any minor flaws around the house give the home a well-maintained presentation. Number nine is to professionally clean your home. Right before you list, you want a deep professional cleaning. Attention to the baseboards, appliances, and nooks and crannies of the home add to the desirability for a fresh, clean dwelling for your new buyers. We include this service in our listing plan. Number 10, staging, my favorite. It's important to have a unified style and presentation with thoughtfully placed furniture, artwork, plants, and accessories. We have a deep inventory of items to stage your home and can also work with what you have. We recommend eliminating furniture, which is dirty or torn because it detracts from the organization and cleanliness of the home. We generally have replacement items as an alternative to these if necessary. And these, my friends, are the 10 most important items to focus on before you list a home.
Once we have accomplished these important tasks, we are ready to photo, video, and market the home effectively. The hardest part about selling a home lies in the details prior to listing and you will be thankful for the efforts you put forth to make these improvements. These proven practices and procedures will make a huge impact on selling your home quickly and to maximize your profit at closing. We are here to offer advice and help to devise your strategy whenever you're able to meet. Once again, I'm Anna with DreamSpace Brokers Realty. So that was some tips from Anna. Now let's hear what Michael has to say. Hi, this is Michael Walters with the Stern team at Keller Williams, and my goal is to keep you educated about all things real estate so that you have the ability to make great decisions when it comes to your own home selling, buying, and investing goals. Today, we're going to discuss six ways to get your home ready for sale this spring. Number one, let natural light in. Open up your home, lighten, and brighten it. If you have any valances that are blocking light, remove them. Raise the shades and let light in. Number two, renovate what's outdated. If your kitchen or bathroom is screaming 1980s, it's time to freshen it up a bit to get top dollar for your home. Update fixtures like bath faucets, towel racks, and cabinets. Pull, uh, pull in if you're on a tight budget. Number three, think small with renovations. Don't overdo it with expensive renovations. For instance, instead of replacing all the cabinets, paint them or replace the doors. If you're going to spend money, spend it on curb appeal. For example, if your garage door has seen better days, it might be time to replace it. Number four, paint with whites and neutrals. A new coat of paint is relatively inexpensive and an easy way to give your house a facelift. Keep it neutral. We want your buyers to imagine this home as theirs. Number five, fix anything that is broken. Repairs can take some time, but get them out of the way so that you can get your house sold faster. Number six, pay attention to odors. The smells inside your home can kill a home sale. If you have pets, smoke, or like to cook fragrant foods, consider getting your carpets professionally cleaned. And painting also will help make sure that it smells good as new. Well, I hope that gives you some tips about preparing your home for sale this spring season. Remember, it's only 11 days away until September, and it's the busiest time of year. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors with our suburb flyover and Karen's Open Home of the Week. Now let's get our drone up in the air and discover one of Adelaide's suburbs with this week's suburb flyover. On our suburb flyover today, we are visiting the suburb of Port Adelaide. The suburb of Port Adelaide is located about 14 kilometres from the Adelaide CBD and covers approximately 5.8 square kilometres and has six parks covering nearly 2.7% of the area. Port Adelaide is in the local government area of the city of Port Adelaide and Enfield and it has a population of an estimated 1,293 residents. Australian-born make up the most residents at 70.7%, followed by people born in England, Vietnam, New Zealand and Germany. The most common occupations of people who live in Port Adelaide are professionals, clerical and administration workers, managers, sales workers and labourers. Prior to European settlement, Port Adelaide was covered with mangrove swamps and tidal mud flats, and laid next to a narrow creek, 
The entrance to this creek, the Port River, was first reported in 1831. It was explored by Europeans when Captain Henry Jones entered in 1834. The creek's main channel was then fed by numerous smaller creeks. Colonel William Light began closely exploring the area in late 1836 when deciding on a site for the colony of South Australia's port. By this time, it had acquired the name the Port Creek. The original drawings of Adelaide City Plan by Colonel Light showed that he envisioned a canal, a sea community between Port Adelaide and the city of Adelaide. But the canal was not built it would have required a massive investment that was not available at the time. By the mid-1840s, with increasing trade, the wharfs proved insufficient and some more private wharfs were constructed. Gas street lighting was erected by the local council in 1881. The town received its first electric lighting in January 1889, lit with the co- Colonies first town supplied from a powerhouse in Nile Street. During the rest of the 1800s, harbour facilities expanded and the town grew. The construction of the Outer Harbour took place at the beginning of the 20th century, accommodating larger ships and reducing the time needed to sail up the Port River to the Inner Harbour. In the 1920s and 1930s, the first wharfs were removed and the Port Adelaide wharfs underwent a significant reconstruction program, changing the face of the inner harbour's waterfront. The introduction of containerisation in the 1960s had a major impact on on the port. Changing cargo handling methods and significantly reducing the size of the local workforce. Compounding the effects of declining workforce on business activity, competition for shoppers arrived in the form of regional shopping centres. Up until the 1960s, the port had been second only to Adelaide as a shopping and commercial precinct. Redevelopment of the waterfront was first publicly discussed in 1975. Over the following years, plans and costs were proposed and discussed, but most lapsed without action. By 2002, the Newport Keys Consortium was the government's preferred bidder for a $1.2 billion project to cover 130 acres of underused land. The development was unveiled in 2003 and land sales began two years later. This development was stated to be worth $1.5 billion and would compose of 2,000 houses constructed of which would create 4,000 jobs. Port Adelaide is known for its well-preserved 19th century pubs and hotels reflecting the area's maritime history in catering to the sailors of trading ships. Port Adelaide's strong sporting tradition and culture extends into other sports, with most clubs using black and white along with the magpie as their symbol. The most famous being the Port Adelaide Football Club, who won 34 SANFL premierships before it moved to the AFL as Port Power. The schools in the area are Ocean View College, 
with Portside Christian College, Alberton Primary School close by. Elderly singles make up the most residents at 16.8%, followed by maturing and established independents and young families make up the lease at 1.1%. 45% of renters own their own home with 55% renting. The medium house price in Port Adelaide is $512,000 with a compound growth rate of 0%. And the medium unit price in Port Adelaide is $355,000 with a compound gross rate of minus 0.3%. And if you are selling a property, the average days on market in Port Adelaide is 50 days. Houses rent for a medium price of $410 per week and a 4.2% gross rental yield and units have a medium rental price of $360 per week with a rental yield of 5.8%. The current vacancy rate of rentals in Port Adelaide is 0.58%. With, a, with an abundance of food and entertainment, with new developments going ahead, tree-lined streets, with stunning heritage buildings, the Port River and beach nearby, this may be a suburb to consider buying in. Remember, if you wish to have your suburb or town profiled on our suburb flyover, get in touch with us right here at Radio Italia Uno on 08 8212 3177 or email us at info at Let's find out what's happening on the weekend with this week's auctions and open homes. Welcome back. Last weekend after the show, Karen and I went to Prospect, Enfield and Blair Raffle to inspect some properties. So it's now time to see which one was the best of the weekend. Let's find out what Karen picked as the Open Home of the Week. Karen, we inspected some good properties last weekend. What did you pick for the Open Home of the Week? Well, the home that um, were inspected, I chose for the Home of the Week, was 360A Regency Road Prospect. Now, this home has three bedrooms, two bathrooms and one car space. So, why did you like this property? Well, what actually grabbed me was the master bedroom where it had a his and her walk-in robe, which led into the ensuite. Now, I liked how they had a separate bathroom for the two other bedrooms. And what I loved was the idea of an open-plan dining and kitchen area. Yeah, I really liked the luxurious uh, ensuite bathroom and the open-plan kitchen and living area that opened right out to the back deck and yard. So, Karen, who do you think this is suited to? Well, um, this could be to a couple that is a first home buyer or who has a small family. So who's marketing this property? Now, the agent who was marketing the property was Trent Dudley from Ray White. So, Ron, let's hear what the agent has to say. Trent Dudley from Ray White Norwood. Um, so the property is the uh, here on Prospect Road, um, three bedroom, uh, two bathrooms, uh, ad- advertised 540 to 560. And how can our listeners contact you if they would like to have a private inspection or uh, for more information? Sure, they can always go to the Ray White Norwood website. Um, they can email me directly at trent.dudley at raywhite.com or my contact number 0452 Thank you very much, Trent. Thank you. At 
Talking Real Estate, we don't just bring you homes you can live in or potentially rent out. We are also on the lookout for real estate opportunities. And the next properties are just that, potential development opportunities. 5 Chilworth Avenue Enfield is a home you could just potentially live in. This property has four good-sized large bedrooms, one bath, with the opportunity to install a second bathroom and two car spots. The property is on 260 square metres, so it's a big home over two storeys. The property needs to be renovated, and with the home builder scheme, this would be an ideal candidate. But it's the potential of this property that it's its selling point. It's on 950 square metres of land and a 31 metre frontage. This means, with council approval, you may be able to divide the land into two or three allotments. So you could potentially build one property on the land and live in it and sell off the other one. Karen, a lot of people went to this home, uh, this open home, and we weren't able to get an interview on site with the agent, Harvey Bloomfield, and we had to call him later in the week to talk about the property. So what did you like about this home? Well, what I liked about this home, it um, had a very large backyard. So let's hear from the agent who was marketing this property. We have on the line Harvey Bloomfield, the Principal and Sales rep Representative from LJ Hooker Prospect. Harvey, please tell us about the property you are marketing at 15 Chilworth Avenue, Enfield. Hey, Ronald, and hey, listeners, how are you going? Yeah, 15 Chilworth Avenue, Enfield is on the market for 545000 Um One of the most remarkable features of this is it's a 950, approximately, square metre allotment um, with a 32 metre frontage, and that's obviously quite... Um, desirable um, and valuable due to the sub-development opportunities. Um, so this could actually be put into or developed into two to three allotments. Um, however, saying that, the house is quirky. Um, it's been owned by the same family since new, um, so mid-60s. It's a double brick, two-storey house. It's got um, two bedrooms, living, dining downstairs, and two bedrooms and a living upstairs. Um, it does in a lot of cosmetic work, but from what I can see in my experience of selling, it looks structurally um, very sound. So it really can be put into two things, either develop opportunity or renovator's delight type of home. Yeah, I think that with the uh, government's home builders and home renovation scheme, you might be able to do mm. something with this as well. Oh, sorry, what's the price guide on this one? The price guide is 545000 um, yeah, so that's that's the price guide. Now, I'm obviously at LJ Hooker Prospect, so we're on the corner of Regency Road and Prospect Road. Um, they're welcome to call my number, which is 0410-658-617. And if you would like to know more about this opportunity, call Harvey Bloomfield from LJ Hooker Prospect, or you can go to our Facebook page after the show and we'll have all his details there. Harvey, thanks for your time today on Talking Real Estate. My pleasure. Thanks, Ronald, and thanks, listeners. We next went down the road to 15 Turnbull Road, Enfield. This is a three-bedroom, one-bathroom with two-car spaces. It's currently being lived in, so you could just move in or rent it out. But, once again, a property with potential. The property is on two-street frontage on 880 square metres of land on a north-facing corner block. It has approximately 60 metres of street frontage. So, a potential development site with council approval. You may want to demolish and subdivide the property. This property is in a good suburb close to all amenities and schools, and it's not too far from the city. 
There is no price guide on this property as it's going to auction on the 29th of August at 12.30pm. Karen, an older style property but in good in a good position. What caught your eye on this one? Well, what actually caught my eye was the old-fashioned pink kitchen. Well, we didn't get to speak to the agent. There was a lot of people at this property. But if you'd like to know more, you can contact the agent, Jan, from Ray White Norwood on 0409 677. Our last property we inspected was 15 Clifton Street, Blair Raffle. This is a three-bedroom, one-bathroom, one-car property on 700 square metres of land on a north-south facing block with 35-metre two-street frontage. It's currently being lived in, so you could buy and just move in or rent it out, but the potential is there to demolish the current home and rebuild a modern dwelling with council approval. It's ideally located near schools, public transport and the vibrant uh, Prospect Road shopping precinct. Karen, it is in a nice area. What are your thoughts on this property? I think it's a great property for redevelopment. So let's listen to what the agent has to say about this property. My name is Alex Diamond from Ray White Norwood. We've got a nice property on a beautiful 700 square metre corner allotment going auction on the 29th of August um, at 11am in the heart of Blarathel at 15 Clifton Street. And is there a price guide on this property at all? Um, no, no price guide. Um, uh, yeah, come on, come along on the day and um, see how see how we go. Great. And if our listeners would like to contact you for an inspection or to find out more, how can they go about that? Um, either give us an email or call me on 0407 443 Excellent. Thank you for joining us on Radio Italia Uno. My pleasure. On Sunday last week, we attended an auction at 12 Park Terrace Enfield. It was a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, two-car garage property on 418 square metres of land. It was a finely finished home. Over two storeys, hardwood floors, plantation shutters, open plan living and dining area, outside entertainment area, pizza oven, this property had it all. This property sold at auction. Now, the reason we are bringing you this property is some of the properties we brought you today are development opportunities, and this was one of them a while back. So the property was split, and this is the final result of what can be achieved. We're going to hear the last part of the auction and talk to the auctioneer. Thank you very much for your patience there, ladies and gentlemen. We're just waiting on some amended paperwork. There has been an increased bid from over here, sir. Your new bid is? Your new bid is? 595? $595,000. I'm just waiting on Tristan to come out with the signed paperwork. But at 595, we will be selling here today on the third and the final. We've done. We will be selling then, ladies and gentlemen. This will go very quickly. So speak now or forever hold your peace. You know I'm looking over at you, madam. We're at $595,000 over here. I will take $1,000 if you like, but we will be selling on the third and the final call. First call at 595. Are you finished? Absolutely done. Are you sure? 100% certain. Second call, 596. Are you sure? Absolutely certain. You know I'd do the same if I was selling your home, don't you, sir? 595, third and final call. Nothing further, all done, all finished, all silent. 
selling at 595,000. Selling at 595. Are you out? Permission to sell. Excellent. Selling, selling. Sold. Congratulations. Well done, sir. Thank you very much for your bidding. Thank you for your spirited underbidding and thank you for your attendance here today. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you a safe journey home and a fantastic rest of your weekend. Thank you. John, a successful auction here today. Uh, it did drag out a bit, but you did get the end result. Um, so your clients will be very happy with that. Very happy indeed. Look, the average registered bidders last week was about three per auction. Um, and we got nine registered bidders here today. So ex excellent work by the agent involved, Tristan Kennedy. Fantastic result here today. Thank you for joining us today on Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate. My pleasure, thank you. So as you can see, you can buy some of these blocks, split them, build your dream home in one side of the block, sell the other side off, which will help pay for your dream home. If you would like to find out more information on Karen's Open Home of the Week or any of the properties we inspected on the weekend, just go to our Facebook page, Talking Real Estate, and we will have all the links to view the properties and the contact details of the agents. Well, that's our show for this week. Join us next Saturday for more Talking Real Estate. Remember, only 11 days until spring, so if you want to get your home onto the market, talk to your local agent now. I'd like to thank our co-producer, Karen Fiedler, for producing the show with me and filming us on Facebook Live. Until next week, bye for now. You have been listening to Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Thanks to our sponsors. To listen to our program again, go to our podcast on our Facebook page or at talkingrealestate.com.au.